welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Confessional Podcast Quarantine Edition. My name is Mike Moran, and I am joined this time by quarantine co-host from the band War on Women and a whole lot of other stuff. Please welcome Sue Werner. Hi, guys. How you doing, Sue? You know, I'm actually doing pretty good today. It's weird. You know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole. You can't. Yeah, I can't. I feel like I can't predict how I'm gonna like be on a certain day. You know? Right. Yeah. Like nothing changes except my mental state for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bizarre time, Sue. It's but it's it's fun going through it with you, and I'm glad you're doing the podcast Aww. with me. You're really keeping it going, you know. Uh, now, Sue, how's the uh, album recording? What's well, what's the, the word album, on that? Well, we got the uh, we got it done. I mean, it's done. Uh, nice. We got the mastered tracks back and everything. Awesome. And it sounds really, really, really good. Good, uh, like good. Really good, and I'm shocked. Uh, you know, because of it's because of the quarantine. Sure. And, you know, I haven't really been a, like able to be part of like the mixing process, right, right. Like I usually would be for something like mm-hmm, this. But mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird to just get back this finished product, and uh, it sounds so good that I am really stoked about it. But I hope that we can like you know go on tour to. I hope sell, so too. So we sell some someday. I hope so too. <laughs> anyway. Um, is there a, is there going to be a listening party or anything for that? Um, I don't know. We have to talk, we have to see what the label, uh, okay. is, uh says. Uh, right. yeah, I, I have, I, you know, uh, let me talk to my people. I'll get back to you on that. All right. Sounds good. Now, Sue, what? we have a very special guest today. We have had a great string of guests. Have we not? Uh, yeah. CJ Ramon, Michael Ian Black. Uh, Brooks. Yeah. Had, Brooks. Yeah. Um, who else have we? Michael Alago recently. It's almost uh, as if everybody's home and has absolutely nothing to do, <laughs> therefore is just happily <laughs> dying to have a conversation with anybody uh, during this time. <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's because we're really cool, and you That's, guys are really cool. Totally, I'm not saying you guys are cool. I'm just saying that I was thrilled to be hit up by you and anyone else who's like, people want to talk to me. They want to spend time with me outside of right. just my wife in this apartment yeah. in Queens. Now let's not let's not go down the list of people who rejected invites <laughs> to the convention. It's funny though, like you know, I like I am like kind of uh, I'm like definitely an extrovert, but uh, I kind of feel like without my usual channels, like you know, of like seeing people and talking to people, I don't know what to do because I I'm like not used to like making an effort to mm-hmm. talk to people mm-hmm. in different ways and. Uh, I always am very happy to do these podcasts. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's yeah. You know, well, you know, as a depressed, anxious person, I look around at all you people, and I'm like amateur hour around these parts. <laughs> you don't know how to. But anyway, our guest today, Sue. We are very happy to have this gentleman. He is a very funny New York comedian. He's been doing stuff all over there for the last decade. He uh, hosts the Wizard and Bruiser podcast. Very funny. Also, the Page Seven podcast with uh, Jackie Zabrowski. He's of course know that one. <laughs> he is of course part of the Last Podcast Network. He has an amazing band, the Cowmen. Yeah, so Mike much played fun. me some. I love it. Oh, yeah, awesome! Yeah, we should play together. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah you were also definitely. And 100%. congratulations on the album. That must be really exciting uh, to get. At least you got to work on that during this time. Oh my God, we literally finished recording all the instruments like the day before everything shut down. Oh my God, that is uh, kind of amazing, though. So congratulations. Yeah, uh, on that. Oh, by the way, I'm really- Holden. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like this guy. No, I'm holding out on Sandy. Hold him McNeely. I did a bunch of stuff. I've done a bunch of things. And uh, uh, yeah, and a Twitch stream, Hold Nader's Ho. Stream. You're bored like so many people are. So. What's, what's your, your Twitch? Do you like stream games and stuff? You know, I used to stream a lot more video games, but then I realized I'm actually a lot better when I'm just performing. And, you know, I have a comedy background. I'm not great at video games like a lot of people on Twitch. So now I do more of a talk show format. I do a stream. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I do one called Cocktails where I have a buddy on and he, 
uh, we show everyone how to make a new cocktail recipe, and then three hours later, we're just hammered singing karaoke. <laughs> I've got an, another wow. stream called Jackanese that I do with my co-host from Page Seven, Jackie, where again, uh, a lot of drinking are, is involved in these streams. We uh, we pretty much just hang out with everybody on a Friday pregame style, drinking White Claws. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so I yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I will definitely check that out. Hell yeah, I yeah. Would, uh, that's it. Sounds like the exact type of thing that I would like. Absolutely. To get drunk on a Friday. Right. Now, hold on. Are, are you familiar with, with Sue's band, uh, War on Women? Have I you am, heard of them? I am. Go- I cannot lie. I am not. I'm going to go check it out. That's- love the name. Love the whole situation. Uh, <laughs> you're a punk guy, right? You like the you sure. like the hardcore? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, how would you describe War on Women, Sue? Hardcore? Uh, feminist? Uh, how about this? If um, uh, early Metallica met right. Bikini Kill. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what, I mean. That, I'm in. What? That's what somebody said about us. I mean, that makes me want to see your band. So even if it's not yeah. true somehow, I'm still going to show up. Look, so. we're, we're really, we're really heavy. Uh, we play a lot of like metal. But you have a pop sensibility. Yeah. The vocals with, are kind of poppy. A lot of metal stuff with a lot of catchy hooks. Gotcha. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and I believe Holden, you've played at the uh, the Auto Bar down here before, right? With the Cowmen. Yes, we did. Oh, cool. uh, with the last podcast on the left, we um, went after uh, their their sh- live show back when, just before they were the biggest thing ever. Like uh, <laughs> kind of mm, in that mid. I remember. And uh, did you go to that show? Were you at that show? Um, no. Oh, okay. I was, I was at say, the one. Were you the guy I that I relapsed to. on on cigarettes uh, with because <laughs> I drug up. <laughs> I, had been, I hadn't had one uh, since, and I quit like a few months before. But I oh no, hammer. Uh, don't worry. It made me incredibly. I sick. bet we know him. I bet we know him. <laughs> I did go to. I went to the last podcast show, the one before that at ah. Auto Bar, but I missed that one. I wanted to go f- to it. I couldn't for so. I think I had a show somewhere else that night. Great spot. But, uh, really cool. Yeah, we love the Auto Bar. We love the Auto Bar. Yeah. 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 Uh, I hope it survives this. Uh, yeah, yeah that's like where I, uh, yeah. God, yeah. That's where I recorded my first comedy special. Oh hell yeah! All right, guys. That's about us. <laughs> Let's get. <laughs> now, what are we? What are we discussing today, Sue? I don't know. You, a ga- you, t- you, you told me video games. Yeah, that's because that's what we're discussing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's like a specific. Uh, so here's the thing, Holden. I play a lot of games. Hell yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would consider myself a capital G gamer. Mm-hmm. Because if you are who not, wants who wants to is? call themselves a gamer? I know. Oh it's like God. kind of the worst thing to associate yourself with no. at this point with no, so many it's... negative uh, uh, bents to gamers, especially after Gamergate and everything. Yes. And especially yeah. as a female woman, yeah. Uh, yeah. you run into a lot of toxicity in the community. So uh, for sure. But there are so many great. Uh, people I've met through uh, the art of gaming, and so I do mm-hmm. love it. So still, as a community, yeah. Um, like I would, I'm I'm very excited to talk to you about this because I don't really have that many like friends that are into playing game video games. I have a lot of friends that are into like board games and stuff, mm. but uh, I don't. Yeah, that's apparently a hipster thing lately, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like a thing for nerds though, like like. Brooks and Shauna from my well, family. Yeah, but that's, I mean, Whatever. what hipsters are not kind of nerds, <laughs> right. at least, too. All you right, know? enough. <laughs> enough. Enough with the labels. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but like, no, but I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I, I, I play a lot of games and I think I like get a, I, I, there's some games that I really get a lot out of and I, Try to like sometimes talk to Mike about it, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, right. he's I'm like, like can, can, what, "What are the warp zones? I just want to yeah. know the warp zones. <laughs> just give me that, and I'm good." But uh, yeah, so so I don't know. I I'm de- I'm definitely stoked to talk about. Hell yeah! I mean, what kind of games do you like to play? I mean, I could go on for ev- for forever. I mean, you definitely picked a great topic for me. Uh, this literally, I mean, there was a point in time too where. I even uh, back. I was doing a podcast called Roundtable of Gentlemen, and I started oh, doing yeah. uh, PlayStation Network shoutouts. If anybody recalls that, where I would in the beginning it was a sh- podcast I just did with a bunch of comedians, and I just started shouting out people who hit me up via PlayStation Network, all as really? a ruse to just get people to be my friend on PlayStation <laughs> Network so that I could play games with people. Because like oh none of my, my I, I fell back in love with gaming, like. 
um, uh, you know, around that time, but this is a few years after college, I kind of dropped it for mm-hmm. a little while. And so it really was took a little work. Now I'm flooded and I have too many. Right, right. And that's a great problem to have. But you asked me what my favorite games are um, or what kind of games rather to play. We'll talk about yeah. my favorite game later. Uh, but I'm I'm a bit all over the map. I will say it's more like I could tell you what games I'm I'm realizing I'm just not into. Um, gotcha. Let's and, let's start there. And I think it's the kind of, I I'm not a builder. I'm not a creator. I oh, I okay. I'm not a Minecraft guy, for okay. example. I'm not mm-hmm. a um and definitely like I even here's a great example. I really want to be really into Mario Maker. And I just oh, I, and yeah. every time I get I got both Mario Maker games. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> I love everything about this. But as soon as it came down to me creating a level, I just I'm just I don't know what it just feels you know like what? work. I had the exact same experience with Mario Maker. Uh, I just it just I just bounced right off the level creating. Yeah, it. I, I was kind of like, let's play the games let's play the levels that it gives me like you know, you know a man I mean? should like, not play god like, <laughs> but i don't know it, it, it was it was it was kind of like a harder than i expected and less fun than i expected um right i don't know so, okay so i i'm i'm not I, i'll tell you guys right now i'm not nearly as familiar with video games as you all are Mario Maker, what is that? My eight, my eight-year-old fantasy of being able to create my own Mario yes, levels. That is yeah, you I, being able to create I, your wow. own, having all the tools. It's incredibly well made. It's super yeah. cool, and people, and, and it's really fun. I mean, what's more fun, probably for you, Sue, as well, is is just playing everybody else's really yeah. cool levels. <laughs> right, that stuff's very right. fun. Mine would be an endless stream of uh, Yoshi suits, just <laughs> constantly. So, can, can can you mix it up? Can you bring in the the weird characters from Part you Two totally and can. and the sequel? Oh, they came wow. out with a sequel, and they just added the ability to build um, external worlds. You know what I mean, like a world map of levels. So, oh, man. so yeah, it's so, it's pretty wow. legit at this. Point. Let me ask you this. I've got Let me it on ask the you switch, this, Mike. We can totally play. Yeah, can it. you br- can can you bring in John Lake Wazamo? <laughs> from the Mario Brothers film. I'm asking for that expansion. There are people working around the clock on that mod. I'm sure. <laughs> the yeah, modding sure. community is going bananas right now. You can currently play John Leguizamo as uh, Luigi in Skyrim, uh, but I don't think you can you play. Can? No, I I'm sure you can. There's okay. a million mods I'm sure you, for Skyrim. I'm sure you can. Oh, uh, okay. So let's okay. talk about, talk about uh, mods, uh, Skyrim, right? Holy shit. Uh, but whatever. That's a whole thing. <laughs> um. I guess I could go into a little bit of, though, I, I have started to really think about this a lot, my relationship with gaming, and I can say basically the games I do like kind of span a lot of different things, and I have different approaches, but I'd say, A, I think from the beginning was always really – in. Uh, into story-based games and games that took story super seriously. That'll come into play when right. I talk about my favorite game. I know like Last of Us 2 is coming out as a great example of something that really mm. goes hard on story. I'm also really realizing that I think, you know, for me and just my brain, and maybe it's like ADD or something, but I also want games to have a checklist and a false sense of accomplishment. And I'm realizing Mm. I need that. Like, I don't want to just be given a sandbox and be like, do what, build whatever. Cause then I'm like, I don't, that, that I, I I have enough creative Mm -hmm. outlets. I don't need that one. Um, and, but you don't like jazz. Yeah. I I, like structure. I exactly. Even though I do love jazz, uh, as a musical art form, but I don't want to create it ever. Actually, that's a great example. I have (laughs) no interest in learning how to play jazz. I just, appreciate the hell out of it but yeah so you know i think i need that false sense of accomplishment i love to just have really rewarding senses of accomplishing something um and then and it used to just be more about story and more about mindless sense of accomplishment and then challenge came more into play once i got really into the from software games and again we'll talk about that more when we talk about my favorite game um but yeah I, I i think that's pretty much it for me another thing i realized like i just can't do animal crossing i want to do it so bad but i can't get into those <laughs> zen like games oh so so, uh, so uh, here's just... the thing like with animal crossing like when it very first came out like the new one very first came out right like mm-hmm. i was like super into it because it was like exactly the mindless Thing that made me not look at Twitter. Perfect timing, right? You know? It came out right when <laughs> COVID crisis stuff was at its peak, at least the first round of it, I guess. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with you. I And I was really looking towards it. And every time I'd sit down with it, I would get a little lost and I'd be like, okay, th- I get this. But I still put it down for other stuff and have not well, since returned. One of the, one, I, kind of the same thing because I, I felt like one of the things that drew me to the game 
initially was that it wasn't the type of thing I usually get into because it doesn't, it didn't really reward like min maxing and stuff like that. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just kind of like, go pick weeds for a while and then go do something else. You know, that sounds exciting. No, no, it sounds totally boring, but it's what my brain wanted. What is what my brain needed. But then I started like following a bunch of like animal crossing people on Twitter. And then like, I found out that no, this game is totally about min maxing mm-hmm. and totally about what the hell is min maxing. Min maxing is essentially like, I mean, there's a couple different definitions of it, but it's essentially putting in the minimal amount of effort to get the maximum amount of reward. Yes. Oh, I see. It's like, so like sort, sort of like here's how like the fastest way to earn hundred thousand bells so you can build your bridge. You guys just blew fun. my mind that that's a concept <laughs> in video games. Yes. Well, it's essentially wow. strategizing so that you are getting the most out of your time put in. Essentially, yeah. it's right, like right. don't waste a any little, time having a little fun. less min maxing, yeah. a little more min relaxing. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's a good phrase that's, because I'm I don't like to get too bogged down with that. Then I start getting stressed out, which is not the exactly. point of. Games necessarily. Right. Exactly. And oh, God, like, I used to get so stressed with Mario. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I'd throw the controller. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the, I mean the, 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 the problem with Animal Crossing really wasn't, like, the game itself. It was the community that sprang up because no one had anything else to do besides, like, uh, find all the exploits in mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, you know, and... I don't know. And then Easter happened in the fucking eggs. And I heard the eggs was right. a shit show. I was already out before yeah. the egg crisis of 2020 happened. You uh, got out just in time. Yeah. <laughs> but if that's the worst thing to happen in 2020. That's true. <laughs> it, was, it was like up there, though. Right, right. Also, yeah. Well, so far. <laughs> also, I will say, now I've learned there are two different approaches I have to game playing before we move on to other stuff. Um and that is just that there are story-based games where I really want to pay attention to the whole game. The Yakuza series, like I said, Last of Us 2 is coming yes. out. Those types of games it. where it's really about the story and I'm just playing and enjoying just the game. But now I have a different category, and that's called podcast games. And that essentially is any mm-hmm. mindless game where I don't really care about the story. Right now, one of those mm-hmm. games is, for example, Borderlands 2, where I literally just like... I'm on autopilot playing this game. I'm just while you're doing something else, getting right. the feedback loop. And on my second monitor on my PC, I have a video podcast up, and I'm, so I wow. Think, and I am just so so you're playing it right now, is what you're saying? Yeah, I, exactly. I'm literally getting uh, some side missions done in Borderlands 2 while talking to you guys. I mean, no, I, don't know I mean if that's I do that. that's a uh, that's I do exactly that same thing. Hell yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, but the problem is I can't find. Uh, the, it, like I don't, I've actually never played Borderlands two. I have Borderland, I have the original Borderlands and Borderlands three. Just yeah, jumped I, right over it. But, <laughs> but I don't have two. Well, like I actually like I'd never really played Borderlands before the uh, pandemic, and I just felt like I don't know. I needed like a mindless. A gun shooting game, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it fulfilled that role perfectly. <laughs> right, it's like um, a lot of Americans, you know. And, right, and I, I've never really been into like uh, gun shooting games that much, uh, but um, I don't know. I guess I am now slightly, but um, I felt like you know the Borderlands Three like the, d- demanded too much for me uh, as far as like paying attention to stories and cutscenes. <laughs> at least uh-huh. initially, I didn't like get to the point where I could just run around on my own. You know, mm, so right. kind of just like uh, I'll, I'll come back to it. Sure. And and right. yeah, and and I actually have one last category, and that is games to play with friends. Call of Duty, mm. I only play with other people. It's literally just there for me to hang out with my friends and get drunk yeah. and have a good time and be terrible at it. But anyways, okay, that's <laughs> it. Those are the categories. What about MMOs? You ever play? Uh, like, uh, I mean, the closest I've come would probably be Destiny 2. Um, okay. But besides that, I haven't played like, I I, I tried World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft for two <laughs> seconds. It was like, I can't, I'm, I'm getting out now before it gets yeah. flaws in me. No, it's. Yeah, I had a friend, I had a friend who had a really serious addiction to that game. Yeah. I mean, like really like, you know, like go to the psych ward type of serious for it. Yeah. And I mean, to God. You can completely see how that happens. Yeah. I kind of love it, <laughs> but I don't play it anymore. You know, I, I I'm I, very. I actually. I'm very tempted to do uh, Final Fantasy 14 because I hear that's all the rage right now. But I, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, I think I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll try it. Whatever, <laughs> Any, anything to kill the boredom, right? Um, but, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I I got Warcraft, World of Warcraft, the day it came out in like 2004. <laughs> 
Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, and then and then I took a break because I realized it was taking over my life, and then I started up again in 2009 for a little while, and then I stopped because it was taking over my life, and then I started again, uh, maybe sometime in the last couple of years, and then I got out because the dudes got too creepy. Uh, I hear that. Yeah, I no. made the mistake of blessing like, in disguise. I, well, I know. I mean, like, I don't know. I made the mistake of like uh, singing who like. I don't know. Like, usually I don't, like, say I'm a woman. Or but you should be able to. <laughs> no, so ridiculous. And it, and it wasn't, no, but it wasn't, it wasn't, like, evil harassment. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, kind of, like, got dudes. Girls like, can't be elves. No, no, no. It was, like, kind of, like, <laughs> like, du- like, dudes that were, like, totally cool all of a sudden turned into, like, creeps that yeah. were, like, flirting with my fucking panda avatar. <laughs> I'm saying that I looked hot in my new armor. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, man. Like, you were, like, you... Can't- well, maybe they're just into pandas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who isn't, really? But, you know. All right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into a confession here, you guys. This one is from Ian Bonds, De Plain, Illinois. Is it De Plains or De Plain? I don't... There's an S there, but, you know. Probably uh, De Plain. Okay. The the Plain, Illinois. Metroid. It's the first game that I ever remember being addicted to. I just had to play further, find the new item deeper in the level that would let me through an area, and I already passed. Everything about the game just kept me wanting to play, from the gorgeous 16-bit graphics, to the music, to the tight, responsive gameplay. It's a masterclass of how to keep a player engaged by letting them explore and build up a character's abilities. Um, I believe it's 8-bit graphics for the original Metroid. Yeah, I think they may be referring <laughs> to what I would refer to as... Super the, Metroid. Yeah, right? which is the... Yeah. That is the... Known as one of the best games ever made. I absolutely agree. Whoa. Super Metroid is an incredible... Like, if, if you're going to go back and play the classics, like, I had... I essentially was a Sega kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was I was Team SNES. G- good for you, honestly, dude, because I went back in college. I got a Super Nintendo emulator and went back and played all of those Super Nintendo games that I missed, including Super Metroid, and was blown away at that whole experience. And that was playing as a college kid. You know, the PlayStation 2 was out by that time. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I think I, I was, I got, I again, I had a Genesis, right? Uh, I didn't have a uh, a Super Nintendo. I didn't like really. I, I was like out of the Nintendo ecosystem. Yeah, well, enjoy your three buttons over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm like uh, due to that, I missed out on a lot of stuff. No, uh, you know, but uh, like I did, but you know, I got. But you had a bloody Mortal Kombat, so. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You had to type in a special code, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. for yeah. It's, it's funny. We rented that game from like the video store, uh, and you know how they would give you like a photocopied manual. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody and sometimes people would like write in passwords. Yes. Stuff oh, like that. Wow. That was awesome. Ugh. Somebody wrote in code for blood, and then like wrote in in pencil what you should, you know, what you had to do to oh, like, yeah. blood happen. But they spelled code chode. C H O A D. <laughs> oh man. Comedic gold in middle school. I know. I didn't even realize it was funny until like 30 years later. <laughs> so so the thing the thing with Super Metroid that makes it so great, and it literally is uh that game design is taught in colleges now if you go into school for for mm-hmm. game design because it seamlessly communicates to the player all of these different subtle things without ever a written word uh, to, mm-hmm, to say mm-hmm. it. So you were guided through these levels. You're seamlessly communicated what you can and can't do. And then, essentially, when you get the upgrades that this writer was talking about, uh, that the person who wrote in was talking about, uh, you 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 get these things, that, and it makes it feel like the whole world opens up. I mean, the best yeah. example is Double Jump, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I can go back to so many places now and find all these secrets and stuff. And just the game is just seamless and a master crap, uh, uh, master craft in terms of game uh, uh, like level design and right yeah. and yeah and like you're you're an evolving character, you know, that like gets to. That like the upgrades are like meaningful as far as like the gameplay. You yeah, know what I mean, for not, sure. it's not just like it's not just like a better gun. It's like you know, 
Mm-hmm. This opens up a whole different hmm. like axis that you can explore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, which will sound absolutely ridiculous to say out loud, is skill trees and uh-huh. thinking about how skill trees are designed. And I'm very I'm getting a lot better at observing and acknowledging a shitty skill tree. And essentially right. a shitty skill tree. In the case let's of explain, let's explain yes. to Mike what a skill tree is. Yeah, because I what I'm picturing definitely is not. <laughs> it. It's a tree made out of skills that you climb and interact with. The tree usually talks, um, and if you enter the like blood, the code giving in, tree, right? Yeah, right. you just keep yeah. chopping. Yeah, I, I'm picturing like a wise old oak with a with a beard, you know, that just gives you wisdom and advice. And tree, tree is just like really a name for the. Structure, right? Yeah, essentially, okay. it's okay. like you have a set amount of skills that you can access. You, you, when as mm. you play through the game, you'll get generally you'll get skill points. Yeah, this, like you'll go up a level. Like so it's, it's like, like, like the just, giving tree, but more violent, but more violent. Well, yeah, and the skills but it also gives you a choice. Yeah, what's that, sir? Like, let's say, like you, you, yeah, let's say you started at level one, All right. right, and then you get to level two, and it's like you've got two skill points, and you can assign, and then but but there's four things you can pick. Oh my god! And you have to like pick. Which two out of the four you right. want to like put your skills into? So like maybe one will give you better guns, and maybe one will make you run faster, or or, or you'll unlock shield, or you'll unlock poison arrows. Like you'll unlock a whole new you know extra modification to your weapon or something like that, or double jump even and fundamental right. stuff yeah. like that. And so in the case of Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like I played recently, I I, I just wasn't feeling the skills at all. Like the mm-hmm. they just weren't needed in battle. I was unlocking stuff, but I was like, I don't even use this, you know? And it just was never well incorporated into the game, right? That's a shitty skill tree. And a good skill tree is something that all throughout the game slowly opens the game up, makes the game more enjoyable, makes you more excited to play the game. So, like, do you think that... Does Metroid... Does Super Metroid... It's Super Metroid, right? So like, well, I think we're talking about Super Metroid here. I mean, right, we, let's yeah. definitely acknowledge Metroid on Nintendo. That was the first yeah. one. Metroid Two was weirdly a Game Boy only game, and uh, hmm. but, but yeah, and which I played. I didn't even know that <laughs> it was very difficult. Yeah, it was. I believe Return of Samus or something like that. And then Super Metroid was the one though that is the gold standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. And uh, so, would you? Does does Metroid is is that a skill tree though? Like you know, no. like you you pick up different like items and it and they like change the gameplay or they change how strong you are and stuff. But it's not like you have to make like some choice about what kind of character you're gonna be. Yeah, it's a, a there's no choice. B skill trees generally. I mean, that's in a menu. This is more ingrained in the environment. But this right, is definitely a right, precursor right. to a skill tree, which is kind of how we got there. But that's that. <laughs> still does the same thing in Super Metroid as a really good skill tree where you just you just become more and more enthusiastic to play the game because they just keep throwing and they never stop throwing until the very very end when you fight the final boss really cool new power-ups and especially really cool new things that allow you to traverse an environment differently and rethink sure. the entire game space right and that's we see that a lot with zelda I'm, i would not yeah. be shocked if someone writes in saying ocarina of time is their favorite that is another gold standard and again a game where mm. like you do a dungeon you're always going to get an upgrade and that upgrade generally yeah. is a really exciting thing that makes you completely traverse the environment differently and that's when it's like possible. and it, like you know with zelda i always like you know i think it, i'm thinking of the like the original zelda and then um Zelda 2, like, it was, like, so obvious what the thing blocking you was. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, there's a fucking rock in my way. Mm. Mm, if only I could find a hammer to smash it, you know? And then right. you just, like, find one in the dungeon or whatever. Right. Well, that's in Zelda 2. I don't know if that's in the original one. But, like, you know, you'll find... Oh, good luck smashing a human-sized rock with a hammer, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, while we're on uh, Zelda, why don't we jump into a, to a confession about Zelda? Uh, this one is from Mackenzie Evans, Towson, Maryland. Oh, Towson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Local. Not far from here. Uh, everything. I love everything about Zelda. Oh, not the game, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts w- simple and builds. I love the pot, the plot line, the Triforce. The characters remain the same throughout the entire franchise, but are updated with the available technology. Everything about Link I love that he <laughs> never speaks because we are him. LOL. Oh, my God. This is getting existential. <laughs> Uh, she says, Link is hot. I want to be him. <laughs> I love his outfit. I want a tattoo of the shield. Okay. Hell yeah. So. Awesome. 
um, like, yeah, like all the like this this person's a fan of like all the games, all the Zelda games. Were you not? Were you not listening? Sue? Everything, 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 <laughs> everything about the Zelda game. I will say too. I think Zelda wins for most tattoos of a game on people. Yeah. Uh, really? I, yeah. The Triforce, the shield, the yes, for sure. The like, even just a little pixelated link from the NES version. I mean, Zelda, oh. the whole franchise is incredible. I think the only two games that I'm not a big fan of would be uh, Link or whatever, the, the sequel on Nintendo. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that sucked. When it, everybody's like, why is this different than the first suck. one? It doesn't suck. It's actually really good. I've it's heard this. Different. It's just very but different. They it's just, just really yeah. different. It's it's like third eye blind. Everybody's going back and being like, no, actually, no. they're really good. Yeah. Like that type of thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the thing. Ha! So back in those days, back when I was like a, a kid, you know, it's not like I got like three thousand video games a year. You know, I got like two. You know, right. so yes. yeah. Yeah. it cost like a yeah. million was, dollars back yeah, then. Yeah, they cost a million dollars, and and you know, the game was fucking hard, and it took forever yeah. to beat. And I didn't care because, like, I I didn't like realize the concept of like difficulty in games. Like, if a game was like too difficult, it means I just wasn't like good enough. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> um, I think that's like uh, I think now like uh, you know because like all like a lot of those games were like brutally hard. That was purposely so because they the gameplay time was right. never nearly as long. Now you have 100-hour games. At, le- at the very least, a $60 AAA game is going to be 30 hours, no matter what, a, wow. giant, ex- a giant, expansive world. But in wow. terms of Nintendo and even Sega Genesis Super Nintendo times, they knew that they di- couldn't fit enough uh, of an experience on a disc. Huh. That's why they made it so hard so that you would be mm. forced to play it over and over and over or like again. like what? Like a, like a, you know, what were those cartridges? Like, 64k or something Some, like they're yeah. gold they're, yeah, they're made of like, solid gold uh, the, Zelda, the Zelda one yeah. was absolutely yeah remember that you could melt it down and dude I ha- I mean Here. my one of my strongest memories in gaming is when my next door neighbors lent me their Nintendo and gold Legend of Zelda cartridge and that was one right. of the first games I ever beat it was such like an, a life-changing experience for me uh, so yeah I super remember that gold cartridge I also remember that they had to hand write maps for the levels, uh, they had whoa, to like cool. it was so much That's extra fun. stuff, and and you were talking uh, about the blood code, the word of mouth that no longer oh, exists. Oh yeah, yeah, so much. More I, yeah, and and the ru- there was like urban legends and rumors around Mortal Kombat. I remember yeah, hearing yeah. that there was animalities in part two that didn't exist, <laughs> and then they later and, added those and see. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I remember there was a there was a rumor that you could be a naked woman in NBA Jam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You <laughs> not could, true um, as far as if, I'm aware. Laura, if you swan dove the right way into the uh, pool at the mansion. Lara Croft would get out of the pool and she would be completely naked. That was another, oh my, my goodness. God. Another big, that oh, was wow. one I actually tried at home. At <laughs> I'll bet you did. I did try that one. It did not work. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, arcade culture too. I mean, uh, most of Mortal Kombat, or not most, but a ton of Mortal Kombat success was based on the fact that they, yeah, you had to go to the arcade and hang out mm-hmm. with people to learn the fatalities and it was so exciting right. to do that for mm-hmm. sure. But Going back to uh, to Zelda, I think one of the things that I, I loved realizing that I heard someone talk about was Zelda actually weirdly gets easier as you go in these ways hmm. because you start out, you have like three hearts. Yeah. You have a wooden sword. You have very little to go on. You're dying constantly because of that and, right. and as you explore <laughs> the world. And then as you play, your hearts build up more and more. You get all these other tools and ways to attack things and and it really oh. is a game experience that's bizarre because you actually, and I think, and it's subtle and you don't super notice it, but it makes you again, much like I was talking about Super Metroid, as you play, you become more and more like, enjoy. it, it becomes more and more enjoyable yeah. because you can survive for longer. You can do all these different uh, attacks on enemies and things like that. And and I think that's what makes it so great. I do. I would say I would probably go with Ocarina of Time as the... That's high, your favorite. High watermark. Yeah, I think that that really changed everything. I remember, again, renting yeah. an N64 from Blockbuster in order oh. to play. Oh, wow. Remember that yeah. with the big case oh. and like there was like the $200 deposit that your parents oh, my reluctantly goodness. put down on their credit card in order to do it. And you'd just be like pleading like, please let me borrow it. Because again, I had a I ended up being a PlayStation kid after Sega. So Nintendo, I really missed out on for many years. Oh, same. Uh, you know. You're gonna be mad at me, but I've never uh, actually played through Ocarina of Time. Unbelievable! I, I, oh, I, I know, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> why. I'll tell you why. Like I don't. He is our guest. I don't. Too. I don't have an N64. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. You know. I know. Like you can get. Uh. You know. You can play it 
through various emulators, but there's no fucking way to like make it play good without an N64 controller. Right. You know, like there really isn't. There's mm. no controller mm. that maps the buttons in a way that makes sense, you know, to like, like perhaps I could uh, you know, I don't know. I've 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 definitely tried and it's but it's hard. And also it's just hard because they didn't know how to do like 3D games yet. Yeah, the know? cameras unwieldy yeah. things like for sure. That's the thing. I mean, it was a game changer, but it's definitely. I mean, have you picked up uh, Breath of the Wild, which is uh, another uh, just yeah, uh, absolute uh, incredible I mean, experience? I mean, it's like one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, right. It's like, I mean, it's. I don't know that world. Uh, that's a good world. They just <laughs> keep. They just keep knocking it out of the park with with yeah. Zelda. I mean, the only one that I actually didn't finish was Skyward Sword. Yeah, same. Which had a bunch of issues. A, it was like the most absurdly awful long tutorial that treated you like you were a toddler. <laughs> yeah. uh, to, and then when the game finally got started, I was like, I've kind of been here, done that. I actually, yeah, I couldn't fall. And it already been. It was already dated by the time I got to it. Yeah. Too. Everything else though. I mean, that's like what ten games. Something yeah. like that that are all fantastic. Like it's I ridiculous. loved the remaster of Wind Waker. Yes, that came out for like the Wii U or awesome. whatever. And, I, yeah. and, and like, oh god! I mean, I had never played Wind Waker before, and it just—I was like, oh my god, this is what Zelda can be. <laughs> you know, it was like it was—it was great because, like, because you know, I—I I didn't have uh, like an N sixty four. I didn't have a GameCube. I didn't have shit. You know, um, like I had PlayStation stuff, sort of, but I wasn't really into playing games. I only recently kind of got back into it, you know? Right. So, like, I, I feel like, I feel like it's like, I want, I really, really, really want to, like, play Ocarina of Time and understand it and like it, it but all I can sort of see is how crappy it looks and how the controls are weird. It's and also how nostalgia, d- yeah, such a nostalgia thing for, I think, other people, you know? If you yeah, don't have no, that, you're going to fall, you're, you're going to fall off of it, probably. Right, and in my question, how did Weird Al miss out on a Macarena uh, parody? <laughs> of that one? You know what I mean? Unbelievable! I just I don't know if he's a big gamer. I don't know. He has he done any? Looks video like games? he is. Mm. Looks like he plays. Looks yeah, that's like a good he point. Looks like he plays like yeah. You Magic would think the there Gathering. would be more. Uh, no, maybe not. I don't know. I don't. He know. Looks like what? Maybe like a Magic the Gathering type. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. more of those board yeah. game playing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Holden. Favorite video game of all time. What is it? So I'm breaking this down into two categories. I always say this to people who ask me this question. I'm completely prepared to answer this. My favorite game from childhood. I like it. My, right? My favorite game from childhood is Final Fantasy VII. And mm. that is really going to speak towards my love of uh, storytelling and games. Uh, that game has a big twist in the middle. I mean, I can kind of probably talk about it, but there's a big death moment that happens i mean it's probably the first time i, I ever shed tears over the story in a game. i mean it is oh, it is man. really something special the remake just came out it's uh, uh, incredible i i fell in love i have played that game so many different times i i just absolutely love it um and i my but again you were just speaking towards playing ocarina and feeling ha- the age on that game i don't know if that game if ff7 necessarily super holds up if you didn't love it as a kid and it mm. wasn't this uh, mind-blowing experience. Definitely check out the remake, though, because it's absolutely... Oh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, that's a pretty timely uh, thing you brought up, because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I-, I haven't gotten the remake, you know? I mean, I, I might, like, I you know, I, I do kind of... Ca- I can get really into, like, JRPGs sometimes, mm-hmm. but it has to be the right one. <laughs> <laughs> what what makes it what what's the J for it? Japanese so Japanese oh, role playing game because role playing game now is like everything essentially I mean role playing game so but Skyrim let's say for example that's Bethesda that's an American company right that's an American role playing game like Fallout is an, another Bethesda game it's an American role playing game uh, also you've got let's say um, the Witcher series that's out of um, mm. CD uh-huh. Projekt Red that is uh, yeah European so <laughs> it's it's. It's it's different around the board. JRPGs though, Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, these sorts of games. There's a bit of there's there's definitely an anime influence. Who going launched on. Corona Trigger? Ah. <laughs> Weird Al, what is going on? I know you don't want to do Corona uh, songs. My, my Corona, yeah. My <laughs> right. He publicly came out and denounced a uh, my Corona parody. Of yes, absolutely. He's like, I'm not going to do it, guys. I, everyone's screaming for it, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just. What were we saying? Oh, but uh, yeah, it's just 
it, it definitely an anime influence. It's just role playing games out of Japan. The Persona series is is also a JRPG. Mm-hmm. A lot of those pixelated old school kind of RPGs on the Super Nintendo or JRPGs. But yeah, and like they'll have the, there's certain like characteristics that that they'll all have. You know what I mean? Which like gameplay wise, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. You know, um, like you'll have like I mean I guess. I'm not sure, like, you know, like, you'll have, like, a party, you know, and, like, you'll have, like, four people, and you'll... Menu fighting. Yeah, menu fighting. What? Like, pretty much, we're, we're, you know, Final Fantasy VII, I mean, a menu pops up, you choose whether to attack, do a spell. You know what I mean? You're not actually, actually, like, hitting the attack button. I could never play a game like that. Well, this is why you because, might... Y- you say that. You might like Final Fantasy VII Remake because it has an active t- uh, battle system. And that is what's That's a little what different. A lot of JRPGs have menu fighting, but um, Final Fantasy VII Remake and a lot of the newer JRPGs, like Final Fantasy XV, have a weird mixture of active yeah. battling and selecting things on a menu to I- do as attacks. Sounds to me like playing chess by mail, kind <laughs> of. You know, <laughs> like... Uh, I, like I, I I can't really describe why picking menu options is exciting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You just you're just gonna have to trust me. <laughs> I know I let don't me, know how let to me, let me get it across. <laughs> when I first played Final Fantasy VII, I was like, "What? This is the game? Yeah. Are you kidding?" But then I just absolutely fell in love with it and got so into it. Now I prefer it a lot of times. Menu fighting. So like I think that one of the reasons that menu fighting can be really fun, at least for me, is that like it gives me a lot of time to be anxious and worry. You know, like, <laughs> uh-huh. that's always fun. You know what I mean? Just because like you know, and and like I know that like all right, here's my plan: attack, 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 spell. You know, or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then I just got to sit there and see how my choices play out. You so it's know? like gambling. Um, yeah, kind of. It's also kind of bit. like, like, like why I like foot watching football. Uh-huh. You know, because it's kind of like right. there's so much time to worry, like between plays. Huh. You know, That's well, you're happen. really selling it. You know, so right? both guess, of these make you worry a lot. I guess. I guess a better way really to put it is when, is you know. the building of tension. Yeah, building of tension. There's a building okay. of tension. Let me put it. That is exciting. That is okay. exhilarating. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Well, this kind of leads. Uh, yeah. well, this kind of goes really well, you know. It's like it's like mm-hmm. holy shit! Ah, right. I did right. it! I beat that um, <laughs> elf. Right, whatever, you know? <laughs> it's the best. I mean, you need that build up in order for the release, which brings me to my favorite game in adulthood, Dark Souls, and this totally uh, changed the way Dark I Souls. look at games and the way I think about games. Never heard of it. <laughs> really? I don't think so. Okay, Is that Dark Souls. I always saw as this notoriously difficult game. It's it's like an action game adventure. You're, you're in a dark fantasy world. It okay. is. Uh, it is as definitely an RPG in a lot of ways. You have stats. You you're leveling up. You're you're putting stat points into your different character build, whatever you're going for. Um, but this game's main thing is that it is its challenge. There's no difficulty level. There is just one difficulty mm. level, and that is hard. And mm. the fighting hard. is yeah. It's just a hard, harsh, difficult world. And what happens though is what I realized was as much as I love games like FF7 little less you know maybe less challenging for the most part more about mm-hmm. the story more about you know and especially as we got into into it further and further with uh, a lot of games like to bring I'm bringing up Last of Us way too many times I need to pick a new one but <laughs> either way like a game you know like that which holds your hand a lot which right. really spells out exactly where you need to go and what you need to do Dark Souls does it's none like- of that yeah, it's like almost on rails. Like some games are like almost on rails, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling, but mm-hmm. but but they're good rails and interesting rails, mm-hmm. so you don't mm-hmm. really mind. Like know? one of the, right. one of the great things about Dark Souls is that like when you first get to the main hub, you can go like five different ways, and four of them you will insta die because you were not ready yet to go to those places. But the game doesn't tell you that. The game no. just lets you go wherever you want. You can permanently kill NPCs by accident, which will totally alter your game. You can, you know, everything is just and and it's a giant interconnected map which is this really it's a really amazingly built world and on top of all of that the challenge so it is not easy to beat a boss and it's not talk about building up of tension when you are fighting a boss over and over again for an hour straight and you finally Mm. take that sucker down it is Mm. it is a feeling i have never had never experienced before in video games i mean i am jumping up and down screaming in my apartment with joy Because I like finally you feel like a literal superhero. Yeah, right. I mean, because like you know, and it's like 
It's like, it's not like, you know, even the move that you used looked really that cool. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's just that like you persevered and finally figured it out. You know what I mean? You, yep. you finally, cause like, you know, if you fucking die fighting one of these guys, like they're like, you know, you'll go, these fights take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah. And like, there's no checkpoint halfway through. Them, no, you know? they, they oh. just don't. And in fact, a lot of times just getting back to the boss can be a pain in the ass. So, oh, I mean, God, yeah. it is, you know, so that opened up the doors to me. I mean, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, uh, all of those games are just fantastic i haven't actually gotten to play demon souls yet i hope they do a remake of it but either way and really quick too special shout outs to tony hawk because i discovered tony hawk pro skater and uh weed at the same time which also was oh my god but either way that's it (laughs) that's my spiel i did i did play that one a few times back in the day that was pretty fun nice Uh, there's a there's a remake coming out Mm -hmm. in september i cannot wait why is it there let me ask you guys why isn't there like a tony hawk-esque remake of paperboy out there uh, it's so that's weird. what we need. You're the second. Per- I was listening to a video game podcast where they were talking about like a weird, dark, gritty remake of Paperboy that's like the Postman or whatever. By <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I feel uh, like uh, somebody should make a mod for that game, Descenders. That's <laughs> like that's like a Paperboy, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. like uh, th- that's that mountain biking game I play sometimes. Oh yeah, that is fun. I did play that with Sue, and that was really fun. Yeah, it's like, but you know, it's cool. Um, I don't know. I, I like those kind of games too, but yeah, shoot. You know, it's funny that like <laughs> Demon Souls is actually the only one of these games that like these Souls games that I've actually like played the whole way through. Um, oh, hell yeah. W- which is really weird because yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it was like on the PS3 and I was like sick one day mm. and I just like was like, ugh. Oh, that's the best. You know, and I was like, I'm just going to, you know, no. I'm just going to play this. And I was like, this is horrible. But like, I just kept getting a little farther and a little farther. And it was like, just, and it was, it was already when the game was way out of date. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, cause it had this, I think it had this like multiplayer element, like, or something like. It has the weirdest element. multiplayer element where, yeah, where you could ch- change the, some weird basics of the world, depending on what factions everybody was in. It has some very convoluted stuff going on. Demon Souls is the first in this series. Also, if you want to hear a history of Dark Souls, Final Fantasy VII, World of Warcraft, Super Metroid, and The Legend of Zelda, I have done uh, with Jake episodes of that for Wizard and the Bruiser. <laughs> so if Wait, you want to know no, the full totally history <laughs> of every single one of those franchises uh, and probably the other ones that we talk about in the show, we've probably already done an episode on those as well. So. Wait, say, say say the games again? Uh, we definitely we did an episode on the Dark Souls franchise. We did Witcher. We did Witcher. We did Legend of Zelda. Right. We did um, uh, Super Metroid. Well, the whole Metroid franchise. Right, right, uh, right. But all that still stuff. no Duck Hunt. And World of Warcraft. <laughs> still no Duck Hunt, though. That's a big one. We got to get to it. But there's always an urban legend around that, too, that you could shoot the dog. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't think you could. No. You know what I did learn about that game recently, though? And this blew my freaking lid. I think I know uh, what you're going to say. I think the, I the other controller. Yeah. It moves the the ducks. You can control the ducks control with the other the controller. Ducks. Yeah. Why have I not been informed of this until recently? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, like I actually, it's actually like in the manual. That's well, so not crazy. all of us you know? have the patience to sit down and read when we have a whole <laughs> world of <laughs> video game bliss to explore. Um, Nerd. Look, whatever, you know. I, I actually, I, did, I read all the, ma- I loved video game manuals. I loved them. <laughs> yeah, they were fun. Like, especially when they kind of ma- made it a mythology and not just a how-to. Remember, like, one time, I, you know, I would get a game, like, for Christmas or something, but uh-huh. it'd be at my grandma's. Oh, uh, that's my, the worst. Like, computer. So I just had to sit there and read the manual for times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, until we went home. Right, right. All right, I think you guys are going to have something to say about this next confession. Uh, this is from Colin Harding, Reston, Virginia. Uh, Witcher. I think for me personally, what makes the game so special is the CDRP, which I'm sure you guys are going to explain to me, made the characters feel real. CDPR. CDPR made the characters feel real. And so I became emotionally invested in them. When Geralt finally finds Kiri for the first time, who can ever forget that, on the Isle (laughs) of Mists. And after everything he went through to reach her, she appears dead. Uh, then when her spirit returns to her body and she wakes up, they just hold each other. I'm not ashamed to admit that brought tears to my eyes. You know, I had the same reaction when Soda Popinski went down for the first time. <laughs> and by the way, you can also go to a prostitution house and get a little get a little of that action. Or sex in Witcher? 
Yeah. Are yeah. you talking about Witcher or real life right Witcher. now? Witcher. I may, oh. maybe real life. I don't know, but Witcher for sure. I don't know about I don't know about the COVID restriction. They have a they have a bordello. Um, right. In the in the game. There's a lot of weirdly a lot of sex in the in that game. Uh yes, I love Witcher 3. I think the thing I love most about Witcher 3 was that game probably took me because I did all the DLC and everything. I think I probably put about 120, 140 hours into that game. And I was yep. really broke that year. And that was like literally the one game that I played that year. And it was really a good uh 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 whatchamacallit, I don't know, price point. For, I mean, honestly, for honestly, that. Witcher three might be be my favorite game of all time oh yeah Whoa. i believe it like i mean no really like i i remember when i first got it I'd, I'd heard it was good you know what i mean but i was like eh. and then i like i don't know i always like am a little skeptical of whatever you're a critical <laughs> thinker when it comes to good you know <laughs> um especially at this point because i didn't really like i was i was out of video games for a long time i didn't like give a shit about them and i didn't really have a pc that was like good enough to like run most games you know, so mm-hmm. like, um, I but I got Witcher three, and I was like, and and I pl- I remember I got through like the intro part, right? And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is like he in a tub? And there's, you know what I mean? And I'm right. like, why, like, what the fuck? Her butt is, you know what I mean? And I, and I was like, I was pretty like kind of turned off by like that being like the first thing you see in the game. I'm like, oh, this it's gonna be this kind of game. But then I picked it up again, and God, I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like, you know grossed out by butts or boobs it's just kind of like you know you see that <laughs> right it's, you see that you're like it was the bro fest and like you know you kind of uh yeah this isn't van wilder this i is mean the- some games can be like kind of like like mean about women you know right, right and uh like uh you know yeah but this one and this one like definitely like the be- terrible things happen to women in this game but it's a terrible world you know mm. and, yeah uh, and like and the thing is like the 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 like all the characters are like, I mean, not every single one of them, but like most of them are like three dimensional people with lives and stories, you know, of their mm. own and did, motivations of their own that don't necessarily revolve around the main character. Huh? You know? Huh? Did Did you ever get choked up during that one? Oh God, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. How about you, Holden? I uh, I don't know if I, I I shed a tear during that one, but I, I there are some shocking moments in that game. There are some real moments that test your personal moralities because you're always choosing the lesser, Whoa. the lesser of two evils. Yeah, you're always, weird. it's never a simple, weird. clean thing. And I think the thing that most impresses me about The Witcher 3 is that every little side quest, like you hear the phrase fetch quest in gaming. And that's essentially a really boring quest where they're like, go to this place and get this jewel and bring it back to me. And it's just a very generic boring thing. Witcher has so little of that. It's shocking. Every tiny little quest that you think is going to be nothing turns out to be this wild offshoot story that has depth and, and evil and humanity and questions. And, you know, um, there's so many tragic elements of that game. Great monster design. I think my only criticism was the fighting got a little old to me, but I also didn't play it on a very high difficulty level because mm-hmm. I was really there for the story. I played it more on the yeah. easy side. And I think that that to a fault, like that took away some of the more interesting you mechanics when it came to battle. I, I did. I did like I'm, I, I'm like, you know, I, I started replaying Witcher 3 on uh, New Game Plus and like the like. I don't know if I always leave it on the hardest difficulty, but like maybe the second hardest, right. sometimes the hardest. It's a whole different fucking game. Right. You know, it's like, it's like you have to like prepare for every single fight. You know what I mean? You can't just like, uh, you know, mash your like attack button and hope to live. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which is, like, which is fine. Like, you know what I mean? I like, I like games where I, where I don't have to like, like get super into every single fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you know, but like this game, there, 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 it, it the game it seems surprisingly deep in a different way when I up the up the difficulty, but you don't have to. You know, you get you can get the same the same story, which I don't know. It was wild. This game, it was like, you know, I like Skyrim. Let's say for example, you know what I mean. I mm-hmm. like and and the concept of like an open world RPG, right? And but I was always like somehow disappointed by them, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, I, but I feel like there, Witcher Three. I didn't know that it was possible to make like an open world game that had a story this good. 
You know? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Skyrim too because the other thing this game had that I, that I felt was novel at the time that was not was like the opposite of so many games. Like you look at Skyrim and the world is so dark and so muddy, and they did that in a lot of ways because they couldn't make a lot of vibrant colors and things happen in these games because right. they needed to focus on making the world as big as possible. Witcher mm-hmm. is just vibrant and beautiful, and it's a dark fantasy world, but there are it, there are beautiful landscapes. It, the darkness isn't in that. And so you're traveling around this world. Everything looks gorgeous. Everything just has such character, and, and it's just steps away from that muddy look. And that was one of my favorite things about the game. I was like, finally, a big RPG that does not shy away from color and from... Right. Just yeah. Vibrancy in, in, in its environments, which I really appreciate. And like and like I feel like the different like the um you know, the blood and wine DLC was like, the best. Just like it's just loved it's, it. It's gorgeous. Probably and like and such a great story. Probably more than the actual main game itself. You know, I loved the DLC. Like such loved rewarding it. DLC. And it's so it's so, it, that is really kind of uncommon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. that like the DLC, which DLC means downloadable. Content. David Lee Roth. No, it's, it's, it's basically <laughs> like after no you buy the game, sometimes the game company will be like, "Here's another level that you can download, and you have to pay thirty bucks for it, right. or you don't have to pay thirty bucks for it. You don't have to pay anything for it." Right. I think, which is, I think, what the. Uh, CDPR did right. Did, weren't the DLCs free or were they not? Uh, no, the DLCs I believe cost money, but well worth oh, okay. it. They were not very expensive. It was like twenty bucks, and it was like a whole nother game. Also, yeah, yeah CD Projekt Red. I don't know if we said that out loud. Uh, that is, the I thought game. we were talking about the people that put the warning stickers on the album. Tipper <laughs> <laughs> no. Gore. CD Projekt Red is the name of the development company that made yeah, they're from wi- the Witcher series. And they're coming out with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 this year, which mm. everyone's very excited about. Yeah. Uh, uh, jumping the gun a little bit on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, geez, I don't know what to say about uh, that game company, CDPR. Like, uh, I really like a lot of the games they put out, uh, but I feel like uh, they've said some like messed up things on social media. Uh, oh, fun! That, yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Of course, they fucking have, right? Like, you know, like of course, the thing you like is gonna be fucking right. problematic. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, game companies too are just all over the place yeah. right now with it when it comes to workers' rights and stuff. I mean, the, uh. the, the crunch in gaming is just outrageous. I mean, if you just listen to a Every episode I feel like we've done on our podcast about uh, some monumental game that you always get to the part where they're working, they're sleeping in the office and they're, you know what I mean? And just like working around the clock in incredibly unhealthy ways to get a game shipped in time. And mm. it's, it's mm. an unfortunate part of the business right now that people are trying to reform. So yeah. I hope that that yeah. does happen more and more. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a prestigious industry. Right, right. right. Like get your first job out of mm. college as a game developer and they will treat you like shit. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Because and, like, there's a million people lining up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when the game's done, they you get fired right at like late or yeah. laid off or whatever right after because they, you know, the yeah. game's out mm. and see you later and you're out of all of a sudden out of a job, even though you just gave your entire life to this game company, probably like ended up getting like divorced from your wife yeah. because of it or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, wow. don't know your kids from the age of three to seven because you had to make the newest Red Dead Redemption. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 the, that game Red Dead, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Like I, a bunch of people got fired like right mm. before it got mm-hmm. finished. God. So they like didn't even get in the credits. Oh, yes, man. I heard about that. It's yeah, brutal. It, Absolutely it's brutal. brutal. Wow, right that's now. awful. I don't know. I got I got that game. It plays like shit on my PC, which is and uh and I'm kind of bummed out about it and I might return it. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> did did you try pulling it out and blowing on it? Giving it like a <laughs> type of thing, get the dust out. I I don't I don't know. I feel like you know, with these open world games like, you know, there's there's different approaches you can take. Like Rockstar has their approach. You know, um, which uh, and then like you know other 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 open world games like have different approaches. You know, I think The Witcher Three has like a very different approach to the open world than Rockstar games like uh, Red Dead Redemption or GTA. Um, you know, I think I maybe prefer the uh, Witcher type approach, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, nope. you know, as, as, as like I can't, I can't, I kind of like can't like stand like some of these. <laughs> GTA games right now just because like I don't know I feel like the controls are so 
annoying. Yeah, I I but, got I yeah. I actually I finished Red Dead Redemption two, but I did not have the best uh, feeling coming away from it. I just felt like the mission structures were incredibly way too repetitive. And again, we come yeah. back to the game that people love about it is that oh, you make it your own and you you role play in the world and you like pretend to be this cowboy. And it's just that's not how I play games. But I the, don't yeah. want to. <laughs> create my own experience i want you to give me an experience yeah hmm. i want i want to i want to i want to ask you if you've ever uh played dragon quest builders 2 no uh i have i did play dragon quest 11 uh recently uh which of course dragon quest is a another actually i, I meant to bring that up earlier when you asked about jrpgs dragon quest is it's one like of the, the jrpg the jrpg and mm. uh the only one i played in the series is the most recent one 11 which i did enjoy i played that on pc not too long ago but no i did not play the minecraft dragon quest yeah. combination that is I dragon think, quest Builders. i think i i you know what let me just recommend this to you. There's a okay. like a, a, a free there's a free demo that like will that like, is like a 15 hour thing. You know what I mean? Cool. Just get it. It's kind of like Minecraft with like really good quests and a story. Yeah. So that actually you know? <laughs> would probably work for me. Yeah, I will check that out for sure. I I, I loved it and I cried. Oh, awesome! Wow. All right, cool. No. I love crying at games. <laughs> uh, now before we wrap up, Sue, are you are you proclaiming that Witcher Three is your number one of all time? Oh. <laughs> All right, real, real quick, real uh, quick. SSX three. <laughs> what? Okay. SSX. SSX three. Uh, the snowboarding game. Oh right, which, right, right, yeah. Which is uh, like I don't know. I love. I freaking love games like that. Which yeah. is why I cannot wait for uh, the Tony Hawk remake. Yeah. You know, I just, I just huge love for it. me. Yeah, like you know, I, 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 you know, I like racing games. I love snowboarding games. Like I don't know. Like I want there to be another. Like art, like crazy arcade style snowboarding game that doesn't try to be a simulation. Have you, you messed know? with uh, the Trials series at all? Trials, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, the I bike, have, the I biking the, one. I have the bike. I have the bike one. Remember we played that? Yeah, one? it's awesome. Yeah, yeah that really one's fun. really that's that kind of a, a cool modern day. I feel like version of that SSX mm. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that. That's actually true. It's funny, like. Some days I'm really good at that game, and some days I'm really bad at it. It's a very <laughs> subtle kind of yeah. uh, controller. Uh, I don't know. You guys yeah, probably I like have worse. I the, the totally people, agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it takes me a minute to like get back into the weirdness, <laughs> you know, but that is a, that is a great game and I do and I love it. Wait, really quick though. Ultima 5 uh, on the Apple 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and a game I played really recently that I just saw on Steam for five bucks called Sayonara Wild Hearts. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Is that good? It's amazing. Oh, I I need amazing. to pick that. Is that on the that's on the Switch, right? Or yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on it's on the Switch as well. I, it looks just very stylish. It reminds it's, me a lot of right. Persona Five, which you should check the Persona series. Yeah, yeah I, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Eh? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's like it's, a kid rock album. No, no, it's no, Michael. It's like, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like uh, it's it's it is super stylish. It's, it, I like to think of it like a like an album. Okay, mm -hmm. it, like a record, like a really good record. It's like it's uh -huh. like, it take the game will take you maybe forty five minutes or an hour to finish. Uh -huh. Okay, and every level is like a song, uh -huh. you know. And you can like you know, there's like you can like get a bronze rank, silver rank. Does it get more rank, experimental you know I mean? on side like, B? Sorry. Does it get more experimental on side B? Yes. And with a power ballad. More or less. Wow. You know, and it's and it's got a really good story that's like sort of like told by this music and it, and like I don't know, it's. The animation is amazing, and I feel like it, the 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 gameplay can be really, you know, you can you can appreciate it on a, on a surface level. It's kind of like arcade style stuff, but you know, it it's it's definitely one of my favorite games that I've played recently. And and it's just like one of those things that you can just like pick up and play for like 15, 20 minutes if you mm -hmm. want. Mm. You know what I mean? Cool. Which I really I really like. I don't know. And uh, just you know, listen to it in headphones. Uh, smoke a little weed and you'll have a nice time i'm into it i'm totally gonna pick it up that i was actually thinking about grabbing that and you have now sold me so there you yeah, go yeah i love it <laughs> all right any any closing video game thoughts uh i like them and i want people to recommend ones that are good all right to me <laughs> um yeah Shakespeare I, we got over there I feel like I didn't even you know there's so much more to talk about it's so expansive at this point gaming we could always do a part two sometime sure I mean you know I, I got really into 
Street Fighter V for a bit, even went to a tournament for that and got really into the fighting game scene a little little bit. I'm terrible. I'm I'm awful. But it was really cool (laughs) to check it out. Uh, You know, all the competitive stuff. I I got I probably put uh, 400 hours into PUBG back when that came out. The first Battle Royale game you've got. Um, just so many different. I mean, a rock band. Remember that? Remember the when? Uh-huh. You know, oh yeah, peripherals oh, were the huge God. thing, and I mean, just oh, drumming God. my brains out to Beatles songs and stuff I, with a group I of mean, friends. I, I loved doing that. I yeah, loved it. Like I don't know. I it actually like. And you guys actually to... play music in bands too. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Tell me how to be a better drummer. But I got to be a really? drummer. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know. You know. I I'm a lead singer in the band and play a little guitar. But yeah, to get to pretend to be a drummer in a rock band was incredible. <laughs> but like you know, you like yeah. I I like learned stuff playing that game though that like I can now go to a drum kit. That's and amazing. Play beats like you know right like. All right. It's, yeah. It's, Red. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God. So much stuff. I mean, yeah, my, my wife and I, we love to play uh, Tetris against each other. That's like a fun yeah. hang. I mean, there's just there's just a million different way, ways and, and uh, to get enjoyment. And it always makes me sad when people are like, yeah, I just, you know, it's such a time sink and this and that. And I'm like, it, yeah, but it's- It is that, but- it's a, it can be a worthwhile one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's just like any other entertainment. If you do it in moderation and you're yes. doing like, you know- you know, it's why is it any worse than watching a movie or TV series? I like know? playing with I like playing with, with friends and stuff too. I don't really get to do it too much, but you know, hey, maybe we should be friends on the the Switch or the or the Steam. Yeah, let's 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 exchange friend codes and everything after this for sure. I'm on Steam right, and cool. Switch and PlayStation Network all day. Awesome. <laughs> what uh, what other uh, social media? Uh, Plugs you want to give us before we wrap up, Holden? Just check me out, Holdenators. So, uh, or I think it's just Holdenators on Twitch. But yeah, just check out my t- or on Twitter rather. Just check out my Twitch. So twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Check out the Wizard and the Bruiser. I, I hey, think Holdenators. Mm-hmm. Can you just Holdenators? Holdenators without a, without a W, right? Yeah, Holdenators Ho. H O L D N. I thought it was show. I thought it was Holdenator Show. A T O R S H O. Yeah, because um, it's a joke from Roundtable Gentlemen. <laughs> I got Hol- it. I got it. I, got I, it. I started this thing where I go Holdenators Ho, and then like my right. fans, uh, uh, I was like, that's what my like, fans call me now, and then it became a thing. So yeah, like the Thundercats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check me out on all that stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Holden. Thank you, Sue. This has been an amazing episode. We should do a part two sometime. Sure. Um, if you, the listener, would like to contribute to Confessional, find us on Facebook. We're a confessional podcast. Real easy to find us everywhere. Spotify, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, wait, those are two completely different formats, but we're on, <laughs> <laughs> we're on those and those. Um, and uh, with that, I will just say... This has been an awesome episode. Thank you so much, guys. 